Welcome to the Making Footprints, Not Blueprints podcast. My name is Andrew James Brown and I'm the minister of the Unitarian Church in Cambridge, UK. Knowing that full scope always eludes our grasp, that there is no finality of vision, that we have perceived nothing completely and that, therefore, tomorrow a new walk is a new walk, I hope that, on occasions, you'll find here a helpful liberal, religious and philosophical reflection that encourages you to journey through life, making footprints rather than blueprints. Welcome. A political theological ghost story. A lesson to be learnt from the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. A short thought for the day offered to the Cambridge Unitarian Church as part of the Sunday service of mindful meditation. Those of you who know me well know I am very interested in ghosts, not because I believe them to be actually existing entities, but because a critical, historical, sociological study of them can help reveal what powerful ideas, hopes and desires haunt any given culture. As I've often noted over the 22 years I've been Minister of the Cambridge Unitarian Church, It seems to me that many of the ghosts which haunt us today are theological ones that we have mistakenly thought had been well and truly laid by the advances of secular, liberal thinking in all its forms. Notwithstanding his own hateful Nazi politics, I think Carl Schmitt was absolutely right when he wrote in 1922, All significant concepts of the modern theory of the state are secularised theological concepts, not only because of their historical development, but also because of their systematic structure, the recognition of which is necessary for a sociological consideration of these concepts. Now let me tell you about just such a Schmittian political-theological ghost that I'm sure has helped prepare the ground for the terrible, truly shocking event that is the current Russian invasion of the Ukraine. The once-living theological concept that eventually became the secular ghost I'm concerned about today is that there is a beginning and an end to human history, an alpha, an omega to it all. In the Judeo-Christian tradition, this basic concept was expressed in something called salvation history, Heilsgeschichte, namely the story we have told ourselves, which starts with our creation by God, runs through the lengthy and dark veil of tears that is human history, and which finally ends either in hell or the safe and eternally secure sunlit uplands of a heavenly New Jerusalem. The final apocalyptic moment before our arrival in either hell or the city of God was understood to signal the end of history. I do not want to rehearse with you here the story of how and why belief in this salvation history eventually withered and died in our modern culture. But I do want to point to the moment when its political theological ghost first visibly rose from the grave and began its dark work as a spectre haunting all secular democracies across the world, but in particular Europe and North America. In 1989, responding to events that eventually led to the fall of the Berlin Wall, the American political scientist Francis Fukuyama wrote an essay for the national interest called The End of History 
that contains this famous and much-quoted sentence. Quote, What we may be witnessing is not just the end of the Cold War or the passing of a particular period of post-war history, but the end of history as such. That is, the end point of mankind's ideological evolution and the universalization of Western liberal democracy as the final form of human government. Unquote. Many of us at the time thought that this was an absurd and foolish thing to say. But such was the confidence of many influential Western politicians, economists, bankers and industrialists that, in its highly financialized, late capitalist form, Western liberal democracy really was the New Jerusalem. Following Fukuyama, they also confidently proclaimed the end of history. From then on, the ghost of the end of history began daily to haunt our culture, and, alas, its message has slowly permeated very deeply into all of us, in a way that helps explain why so many people are expressing such surprise that the invasion of a democratic European country is something that can happen today. This invasion is, without doubt, a deeply shocking, frightening and astonishing turn of events. But is it really surprising? It should not be because history did not end in August 1989, Western liberal democracy has all too often singularly failed to maintain and strengthen its best aspects at the expense of promoting its worst. In no form was it ever universally applied around the world. And lastly, neither was it ever going to be the final form of human government. And so here we are. History is still happening, and Fukuyama's words and the ghost it raised have been definitively shown to be wrong. There's not much I can say to you in the here and now that is obviously and immediately positive, but I can say one important thing that might, just might, have a long-term positive influence upon all of us who still value the idea of Western liberal democracy. There is a chance that this invasion will help us finally to lay the ghost of the idea that there exists an end of history. The kind of liberal democratic cosmopolitan and earthly New Jerusalem for which we are still hoping and working is only something that can be made on a daily, local, one-to-one -one basis. And the democratic gains we make, whenever they are made, are never assured forever. As St Benedict wisely said in his famous rule, always we begin again. So please, please remember... There is no end of history. And that brings us to the end of this edition of the Making Footprints, Not Blueprints podcast. So, farewell for now, and remember, tomorrow a new walk is a new walk. See you on the path.